Have you been threatened by an extremist on Facebook? Does your employer not want you to come back to work if you haven't had the injection? And has Trump really made up his mind about 2024? All that and more coming up on the Freethinkers podcast. Welcome to the Free Thinkers Podcast. This is the show that believes in free speech, original thought, and a desire for truth. I am Rusty Putfark, and we are thankful you're here for another episode. My name is Joe Green. How are you today? Hey, doing good. I'll be doing even better once we get the announcement that Biden is going to let us have a little bit of freedom back, and we can have our 4th of July hot dog celebration. Uh, that would be awesome if our Supreme Leader would grant us <laughs> mercy and let us have an ounce of freedom we're all checking our email for the permission slip yes to celebrate right, right and light fireworks that's right anyway we've been it's been it's been too long so we've uh we've been all over the place traveling and business and all this other stuff so we would love to be full-time content creators honestly i think i know both of us would love to do that but we're not at that point yet so we have jobs we have responsibilities and so Man, it's been it's been too long, so good to be back in the hot seat here. Yeah, you've been traveling. You've been up in Georgia. I've been all over the place. The last few weeks have just been a blur. We've had to try to pay the bills and get some work done, get caught up on some things. But um yeah, it's great to be back. Been been a while. And um there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening in the news. It's a target rich environment. <laughs> I, I think there's so many things that we could have talked about tonight. And just to narrow it down to just a few things, is, it was pretty difficult. Well, my list here, I threw half of it, the other half away, because I knew we couldn't cover it all. It'd have to be a three-part series. But um, just want to say, after being away this long and the interaction we're still getting, man, Gab's awesome. I'm telling you, like, it, Gab is fun? awesome. It is so fun to get the comments and the feedback and the support and the encouragement and just the comments and people trying to find the show and look at more episodes and that type of thing and yeah that's cool i mean yeah. I've, I've never experienced that before no it's it's truly great very, and, very humbled and um i signed up for gab pay the other day bought this this hat to celebrate our our home gab tv is our home and um it's 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 great gab i mean gab pay was was seamless i i love using e-checks all you have to do is your routing number and your account number it's seamless it's easy now my information's in there. I think I can just, you know, do whatever I want. I know there's user-to-user -user transactions. There's going to be some ad revenue coming in the future. There's a lot of improvements that I hear is on the horizon, and that's exciting for that platform because from the first podcast we've uploaded till today, the user interface improvements on Gap TV have been okay. monumental, honestly. And there's been just a lot of – a lot of content that's that's come to that platform that has lifted the tide on that oh yeah i mean that this platform has changed so much since we started and i'm starting to see some other podcasts and some other shows that are just phenomenal uh some really good content on there i'm, I'm excited to see where it is and i'm excited to see where it's going that's a good looking hat you had this hat on last time yeah we've got these hats uh kind of coming i think coming soon yeah i've got a lot of the ron DeSantis hats with me i uh, some of the other ones like the the hats for the 99.98 percent mm -hmm. and then the free thinkers podcast they're on back order still 
So still trying to get some of those. And once we get those, uh, also working to get the website up. Like I said, we're trying to do all this in our, in our spare time, which is very, very, very little. So we're going to be kind of making announcements, you know, once that podcast, I mean, once the website, once the store gets, uh, it's up and then we'll be able to just kind of roll from there. But it's, it's always the, you know, once you're building something, that's, it takes a lot of effort to do that. But once it's built, then the, the, the maintenance is going to be a lot easier. So hey, at least we don't have to build the whole platform like the Gab team does. Yeah. I mean, well, I can't even imagine that. That's interesting. But um, speaking of platforms, did you have you started your own social media platform yet? <laughs> Not yet. Everybody seems to be starting one. I know. We have this getter. I don't know if you know how you, if you say that, you got Speak Free 45. I don't heard that Locals. One. Locals, yep. You've got, uh, I, I think Envato has no. <laughs> templates for <laughs> social media platforms or something. Everyone's got a social media platform now. But Well, I heard about Getter the other day, but I don't even really know what that is. Is that? Jason Miller, Trump's one of Trump's advisors, started this platform. And it's, I, someone posted something about it. And I just responded. I said, if you have an app, you're catering to the sensors at Google and Apple. Oh, if you're on the app store, you're already, you're already screwed. Yeah. You're, you're done. Their domains through GoDaddy there. Uh, you have to agree to Google's terms of service. <laughs> the there's Google tag manager. There's all this other stuff on it. So it's like, yeah, you've got one foot in the cage and they're the, probably and the other hosting on, on Amazon. Field. Yeah. So yeah, wh whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, you have one foot in the trap and the other foot on the banana peel. Yeah, I think they You're done. I think they announced that yesterday that they they had opened the open that and yeah. And uh I think the trolls and the bots are hit it pretty hard so they've already suspended and censored people so they're going to have to hold a tight line to make sure that that app's there. And someone asked about Gab, they're like we need, you know, we need a Gab app. And I said there's to maintain free speech, <laughs> you can either have free speech or you can have an app, but you can't have both. Mm -hmm. because big tech is going to control the narrative with everything. They're going to control the narrative. And speaking of controlling narratives, I was on a different, different computer. And so I just typed in gab because that's what I typically do. Cause it, the history pulls up, but it just automatically went into the search. And of course I use DuckDuckGo for search. I'm not sure if that's the greatest one, but it's sure as heck better than Google, but it pulled up the Wikipedia page for gab so i read it i was i was interested i was interested in what it pulled up so I'll, I'll read this what it pulled up it said gab is an american alt tech social networking service known for its far-right user base widely described as a haven for extremists including neo-nazis white supremacists white nationalists the alt-right and QAnon conspiracy theorists it's, i have seen the q people there i just I'm, I'm not i'm not into the q stuff at all um primarily because nothing's come true of that. It has attracted users and groups that have been banned from other social media and users seeking alternatives to mainstream. Then it goes down kind of the bottom. Uh, researchers note that Gab has been repeatedly linked to radicalization leading to, <laughs> to real world violent events. And then they have a footnote. So if you're, if you're, if you go to Wikipedia, there's a footnote and um, it links to some weird because I'm the nerd that goes down these rabbit paths to some man's fearing article. That's like two paragraphs 
from Cornell University that has nothing to do with gap, linking gab to radicalization events. So I'm thinking this that, is that's this, their source. That's their source. It's like I looked they had like two little hover areas. I looked both of them and it's like it was it was I think they just wanted to have a, a footnote there, but it, it never went to anything. So of course I used the dissenter browser and um so I clicked dissent this to see what happened. So I saw where Andrew Torba had had responded to that because I'm like, well, good. I want to see his his take on this. So he he put on there extremely fake news, highly politicized, anything but objective, which I'd agree with, and one of the biggest smear campaign articles on all of Wikipedia. The page is also being camped on by a Wiki, Wikipedia admin, a former Wikipedia employee, and an avowed communist who refused to let any form of objective description or lead be allowed on the page. They openly mock free speech and cite radical far-left activists and blogs as their sources, fake news. So I scrolled down a little bit more, and they had another guy who was a Wikipedia contributor, and he says, as former Wikipedia contributor, I can confirm that this is the worst example of how easily an open-source encyclopedia like Wikipedia can be abused for political gains. When I was a contributor, I tried many times to make this page objective as possible, but the person who camped there then, a user known as Grayfell, was absolutely not listening. Even when I tried to talk it out with him, he still showed extreme intolerance for anyone with a different opinion on how this Wikipedia page should be. Personally, I'm not surprised it's got worse here and that a literal communist is now the people, the one camping on this page. So this is kind of the world we live in, man. It's, it's propaganda. It's, there's, there's not, it's not a, it's not anything based on reality. There's not anything based around fact. It's based on who controls the narrative, who controls the environment and who controls in this instance, the page. Uh, we said that, we said that a long time ago. Remember when we used to talk about whoever has the biggest megaphone, yeah, I even actually saw a funny spoof video one time where this guy went to a protest. I'd love to pull that up sometime where this guy goes to a protest and he brings out this megaphone that is giant. Did you ever see that one? No. It's this huge, huge megaphone and he could shout over anybody that was, that was protesting. It was hilarious because they all had their little megaphones thinking that they were going to drown out the noise of anybody else <laughs> and he brings out this super giant megaphone that's funny and every time they would talk he would just put them on blast and blow them away just to prove that whoever's got the biggest megaphone controls the narrative yeah well it's that it's the squeaky wheel mm -hmm. it's the minute percent controls guess it's you know it's like the little chihuahua it's one mm -hmm. of the smaller dogs the man one of those things barking in the neighborhood everyone hears it i have one of those you do. Yeah. I are. wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're a pit bull trapped in a chihuahua body. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Well, speaking of social media, yesterday, when I first saw this, I kind of thought the Babylon Bee <laughs> was messing around. I really did. Because it's that ridiculous. So Facebook now has this alert that comes up. I don't even know what to call it. Are you concerned that someone you know is being an extremist? We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Others in your situation have received confidential support. So then they hit, have a little button that says get support. Or if you look at an, an article, which I can only suspect comes from their algorithm or AI they have on there, it says, you know, your first name, 
You may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. You can take action now to protect yourself and others. Get support. And it's, that's real. This sounds like a John Morgan ad, doesn't it? Have you been exposed to extremists? You may be entitled to compensation. Yeah. Have you seen, I mean, that is crazy because I would like to report um, Maxine Waters. I'd like to uh, report Adam Schiff. I'd like to report. Yeah, I mean, but but the reasons right, for that right. is Maxine Waters says she wants you to stay in the streets and fight. Right. Which that's an extremist position. I would think so. Okay. Adam mm-hmm. Schiff. Yeah. He's repeatedly lying about the president of the United States on the floor of the Congress, mm-hmm. but he has immunity because he's a he's a congressional leader. Mm-hmm. I'd like to report Eric Swalwell because that's extremism when you're he's made claims that Trump was a Russian agent. Well, he's he's also been pretty intimately connected with a uh, known communist Chinese spy. Now you're sounding like an extremist. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to report you. I'll get reported. Thankfully, over, I think it was over 10 years ago, people were trying to get me to sign up for Facebook because you can connect with all the people in high school, which if if I I didn't like them then. I was going to say, if I went to high school with you and I'm not talking to you today, it's a reason that I I don't talk to you today. So anyway, I got on there and I was on there for about, six weeks and it was a train wreck. I mean, people were saying stuff and I'm like a couple people I would, I would like direct message. I was like, you realize what you said was public, right? I mean, <laughs> going through divorces publicly. Oh there, yeah. I'm like, Oh man, crazy stuff. But anyway, I, six weeks I, I got off of there. So I'm not in the, in the Facebook thing. Never have been. Well, there's uh, after oh, that, but now the scariest part, the scariest part about this is does this not harken back to Nazi Germany report well, report on your neighbors? Yeah, yeah it, it, it does. Kids yeah. tell on your parents. Well, here, here's actually an article. It says an eyebrow raising new Facebook feature warns users. They might have been exposed to extremist content, or if they know someone who's becoming an extremist prompting concerns, it may target conservative voices and stifle free speech. Facebook said the tests are part of its redirect initiative which helps combat violent extremism in dangerous organizations by redirecting hate and violence related search terms towards resources, education, and outreach, outreach groups, which basically is propaganda. For example, when people search on Facebook for terms related to white supremacy in the U S <laughs> who would go to Facebook and search for white supremacy? Gosh, results are directed to life after hate an organization Founded by former violent extremists that pr- that uh, provides crisis intervention, education, support groups, and outreach. So I looked up Life After Hate. I'm that guy that looks it up. They got a $400,000 federal grant from the Obama administration. Heck yeah. Ah. Take the money and run. Take the money and run. Anyway, Nick Freitas, a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, tweeted an image of one of the alerts and said, Yes, actually, I have a real concern that some leftists technocrats are creating Orwellian environment where people are being arbitrarily silenced or banned for saying something the thought police doesn't like. So did you say department of delicate delegates? Yeah. Or delegates. Well, they're delicate or delegates. Thought police are delicate, but that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, in, in Germany, that's what it was. It was, they basically at, by, by 
the, the end of the war, there were two thirds of the citizens in Germany that were reporting and snitching on their fellow neighbors. Mm. It's, it's just recreating it in a digital world now. And I'm not even sure you have to be on Facebook to be reported as an extremist anymore. Mm. Think about it. Should I say on Facebook that if you have not gotten the warning about me that I'm not trying hard enough? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's crazy though. I mean, what, what they're doing and I'll have to say, if you're still on Facebook, I don't know. I mean, I know they. Ha I know a lot of people do business on that, and I know that there's there was a wedding planner or, or something that we talked to a while ago, and she said that the majority of her business she gets off of Facebook. I mean, I understand that mm -hmm. because that's where the fish are. But so here's the question: it's it's tough to get out of that. Okay, but here's the question: you know, we say. Don't watch CNN, don't watch MSNBC, don't watch this type of stuff, you know, because it's all crap and propaganda and hate. And then stay off of Facebook, stay off of all these different things. But do you, are, are you running the risk of being in a fishbowl, in an echo chamber, where all you hear is the stuff that you, it's like confirmation bias, it's, it's all you hear is what you want to hear? I mean, how do you, how would you ever know what the other, what the other side is saying? If you I don't, don't if you can't open up your mind and you can't be mentally strong enough, I'm not suggesting that you buy into it or anything else like that, but. It's not about being mentally strong enough mm -hmm. because you can be mentally strong enough. But if you put something that would fight back, you'll be banned because you'll be censored for saying the truth. Because they can run with a lie, oh, that's and the true. lie is supported by that platform. So if you come back and you tell someone, like you you rebut them with factual information, you you can be censored because oh, of course, big, big, well, you know big that's going to happen. Going with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's going to happen. But would you not go on there just to see what the other side is saying or see what the discussion is? Would you not watch MSNBC and CNN and all those? I wouldn't watch CNN and them. I can't watch them. I can't. Not even for research no, purposes? No, no. Oh, come on. I can't. I see enough from mm -hmm. the, the headlines when I scroll through Gab. I see enough to know that I don't want to waste one minute mm -hmm. and give them any Nielsen ratings or anything like that. Zero. I, Zero I, I watch. Well, I do. I will say that I watch YouTube clips of it personally because mm -hmm. it's interesting to me because whatever it is that they're talking about, you can tell that that's what they're guilty of. Whatever it is that they're I agree with ranting that. on, it's projection. They mm -hmm. attack you or conservatives or Trump on everything that they're actually doing. And so that's what's so interesting is that you can just pay attention to whatever it is that they're talking about and know that that's what they're doing. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a good segue into our next story about Facebook, because here's, here's a group, that is trying to be the moral leader and the moral authority and to combat extremism and to help redirect you to their chosen liberal funded organizations. But here's an article. Facebook is reportedly responsible for 59% of all sex trafficking recruitment that takes place online. This is the moral authority. This is the high road. This is the, the platform that's going to really help root out extremism. 
A report conducted by the Human Trafficking Institute revealed that an estimated 59% of all online sex trafficking recruitment in the USA took place on Facebook. The social media platform was accused of and then proven to be unintentionally hosting foreign artificial intelligence bots that would influence the displaying of media by popularizing only specific topics. So, yeah, there's censorship there. The company was yet again pelted by accusations after many social media outlets revealed that much of the 2021 U.S. Capitol riots planning took place on on the, the platform, which Gab was accused of. But again, that was totally 100% false. The 59% of all online trafficking recruitment that took place online is data pieced together from 2020. What's alarming is that this number is actively increasing each year as more and more individuals join the online space. The report also further estimated that 53% of online victims uh, in face with this Facebook thing were underage with the population mostly concentrated around the ages of 14 to 17. So according to Facebook, Extremism only has to do with, according to that article and some of the other articles, people looking up white supremacy. Hmm. But pedophilia, which in one of our earlier episodes talked about Twitter, making, that's that's cool to put that kind of stuff on there. So they're trying to, and, and of course, thank God, thank God June is over. Thank God we're out of this crazy pride month that was the worst month i've ever had because it was forced down your throat i mean forced down your throat do whatever you want to do in your private in, in the privacy of your own home but to force the gay agenda the insanely i i don't even want to get started on that but I, w- I will say this this is where we're going this is what this is all setting up this is what where it's heading because these big tech companies, like you said, they're projecting and, and projecting one thing and doing another. They're going to project that people, the, the biggest problem, like the former vice president has even said, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. Well, we go back to- While they're engaged right, right. in human trafficking, pedophilia, and all this other stuff. Well, we go back to who controls the message, who controls the narrative, who controls the megaphone. And this war on information is just rampant, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, what's any of these uh, type of um, platforms. And what you see over and over and over again is even they can't even regulate themselves. So how many times have you, well, you're not on Facebook, but I can tell anybody that is on Facebook has gotten numerous friend requests from people that you're already friends with. And they've gone in, someone has gone in and stolen the profile photo and maybe even a little bit of background info, maybe even a photo or two from their site, and they're acting like, okay, friend request. So you're thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe I am you know, got disconnected with them. I'll refriend them. But it's somebody. It's some bot or it's some body, who knows, maybe some other country. Is that like a stolen identity? How, how, do, you, how do they go about even regulating themselves? You talk about the, what was the age group? the up to 17 years old, mm-hmm. 14 to 16, yeah, 14 to 16, 17 years old, that type of thing. I mean, they're interacting with people all the time. Somebody steals, you know, one of their friends identity convinces them, gets into conversation with them, convinces them to meet them somewhere or go somewhere. That could be easy human trafficking. You know, you think that you're communicating with your friend, but you're really communicating with 
a human trafficker. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they can't even regulate themselves. No, but again, they're so guilty in this other cesspool that they're lying in and, and, and actively encouraging, but yet they're trying to, to, to go with the, the narrative of white supremacy is the biggest problem in the United States, that in global warming, whatever they're going to talk about. I can't about. figure out what the biggest existential threat is because it changes. It's a moving target. One, we were told forever it was global warming. Then it was racism or white supremacy, that type of thing. They keep moving the, the goalpost of of what is the uh, biggest existential threat so i guess it's once once they've accomplished the task that they need say like in the election and they needed to really gin up race relations and 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 make that just the topic of the day once that's kind of accomplished its goal we got everybody divided we got everybody mad at each other and um you know the votes went the way that they wanted okay now we can talk about a different existential threat well they just they're the people with the, the laser pointer, mm-hmm. and they think the most of the American populace is a cat. They are. And they're just going to sit there and chase it around, which they're going from one topic to the other topic yeah. to the other topic. Don't look over here. Go where the red light is. Absolutely. And that's what they're doing 100% they do. of the time. Because how many, how many people heard this? Facebook must face sex trafficking lawsuit, Texas judge rules. Three women who say they were forced as teenagers into prostitution by abusers on the site will be allowed to go forward with a suit against the company, the Texas Supreme Court. Justice James Blacklock ruled Friday. Facebook had moved to discuss to, to dismiss the women's claims under the Section 230 of the U.S. Communications Decency Act, which holds that websites are not liable for users' posts, arguing that the company could not be blamed for the actions of its users. Now, the 230 deal, it goes to where they allow free speech or they're a publisher. Mm-hmm. Now, what they're doing is really toeing the line, but again when you probably give so much money and kickbacks to a lot of the people that make the rules, you, you are now the rule maker. Yeah. So you're talking about the section two thirty mm-hmm. um, provision or, so I've got a, I've, I was thinking about that the other day. I was trying to figure out if it is good or bad. If they were to pass that section two thirty regulation, think about this. If they're saying that you're either a publisher or you're a platform, Either you, you edit your content like a publisher would, or you're just a neutral platform where everybody can put their ideas out there. And if you're a platform, like you said, they're not responsible for what individual people put on there because you're just a platform. Mm-hmm. But if you're editing it and you're selectively deciding what is getting said and what's not getting said, now you might potentially have some liability because you're the one that's controlling what gets out there, right? Mm-hmm. So, so so that's that's the... That's the divide right there, platform or publisher. Now, let's say that we all get outraged and we say, okay, well, we've got to regulate this. If you're going to be, if you're going to be like a newspaper, you're going to be um, a publisher where there's editorial activities going on, then you now are going to have to have some responsibility, some liability associated with it because you're no longer a neutral platform. Let's say we get all upset and they say they passed that. Regulations, now you can be held accountable. Is that really a good thing? Because let's say you take a, a platform like Gap and they say, okay, well, we're not regulating. We are a platform at Gab. Let's just say they say that. And people, you know, publish whatever, something crazy on there. But now that you got the Section 230 regulations where they say, okay, but now we can come down on you for, for whatever anybody says on there. 
even though they're doing it on the other platforms, even though they're doing it on YouTube and they're doing it on Facebook and they're, they're all this radical, crazy stuff that should, they should get in trouble for mm -hmm. laws can be in place, but if they don't get enforced equally, then is that fair? Because they would not enforce it on those platforms, but they would now have a legal right to come down on the platform like Gab or yeah. somebody like that. No, I'm selective I'm, enforcement. I'm a hundred percent in favor of not imposing or removing section 230 from social mm -hmm. platforms. But I think it needs to be held in check because I think that they're abusing it from what from from what they're doing as far as these programs and platforms that are actively censoring people for for not violating the terms, but it's violating their political stances and beliefs. So do you not think that the market will sort that out? And I, I, I hope so. Because I mean people I are moving so. away from there. Well, you 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 would think so. I think the the I mean, that's still where the fish are. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, unfortunately, well, I mean, they've got a 20 year head start. I mean, think about that. You can't, you can't really compare it's apples to oranges. You know, the, the new trend is to go in a, in a different direction where speech is actually free, where people can actually say the things that they want to say without being censored. Well, y yes, but I, but I think it's not just the time of the head start, but it's, it's even, you know, after the Charlottesville shooting, they falsely blame Gab on the shooter because he had a Gab account, but he was making posts on Twitter and Facebook instead of Gab, but they falsely claimed that he was doing all his, his work on Gab. So then Gab was banned from payment processors and server farms and all this. So they had to go and build all that themselves, which they're the only platform that I know of that can control their own destiny at this point other but, than but that's that selective tech that's that selective enforcement i was talking about they're already doing it they're they're selectively enforcing who they pick on and who they don't and you see it all throughout government you see it in the department of justice whenever you see these politicians when you see hunter biden you see the clintons you see all these different people james comey you name it all these people that are dead to rights and they come before Congress and they testify and they lie. And you know, they're lying to Congress. Does any of them get in trouble? No, mm -mm, never. Right. Where's Horowitz? Where's Durham? What happened to Barr? Nothing. No, none of these people ever get in trouble, but yet you see pre-dawn raids on conservatives because it's selective enforcement that, that have already tipped off CNN. So the reporters are outside exactly, too. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. To, to me, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent free market person. I think that you should be able to discriminate. I think you should be able to do all this crazy stuff that you want to do because I think the market will sort itself out. If you're a, a blatantly racist business, you're going to go out of business. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. But the freedom that we have in America, the free market, if it's a truly free market, will sort itself out. If you had platforms that you were able to, to, to get away from and have the same transactional experience that you have by apple pay or uh, credit cards or something i mean they've tried to literally eliminate gab from the ecosystem so there's only there's only two things you can do that's cryptocurrency and that's e-checks i mean they've been banned from bank after bank this year mm -hmm. bank after bank after bank then you have other companies who are actively in in, in engaged in sex trafficking Everything's fine. They have they, their their apps are still up. They're making rules. They're being the moral police and all this other stuff. But it, it's 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 the cabal of big tech that's that's working together. So to me, 
I am a hundred percent free market because the market will always, when it's a free market, mm -hmm. always will sort itself out. Even with propaganda, even with lies, even with communists sitting on Wikipedia sites to make sure that the truth isn't cleaned up on Gab. And it's, <laughs> to me, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm free market, but there's not a free market. I know, but here's the thing. I'm almost okay with it being as extreme as it is, because what happens is now you can see who the enemy is. You can see who you're more, in, who you're more in line with. If it's one of those things, remember back in the day when you'd have Democrats and Republicans and you kind of didn't know where anybody really stood because they'd all say my friend on the other aisle, my friend here on the other aisle. And now they're all like really kind of calling each other out. You can kind of see who's who in the zoo. And the extremists are no longer afraid of being labeled as extremists. They don't care. You know, you got the squad, you got AOC, you got all these different people. They're proud. They're proud. You got Bernie Sanders, you got everybody that's proud to be as extreme and liberal and wacko and radical as they want to be. They don't, they're not even hiding anymore. Mm -mm. That's an easy thing to see now as before they kind of blended but everyone in, doesn't into see the it. system. Everyone doesn't see Well, it. you may not think that they do, but I think. No, there's, there's plenty yeah. of people that, there's plenty of people, unfortunately. I mean, you would think that pe that it would be a clear cut. You would you would base your decision upon logic and reason and and facts and science and all this, but they they don't. They base, they base it on dissonance. They base it on emotion. I think, though, the, I think, though, it hasn't hit their wallet yet. Because what we're talking about a little bit here is some, let's just talk about uh, the economy. It hasn't hit their wallet yet. I mean, think about this. You've got all the stimulus money, boom, 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 hitting these, hitting these households. You've got a rent and mortgage moratorium where you can't, you don't even have to pay your rent. There's all this money artificially being infused into the economy. And you see all these help wanted signs everywhere. There's no workers. All the workers that, that were working there when they were at full capacity didn't die. They didn't all move away. They're still there. They're just not... There's no labor component to the amount of money that's in their hands. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point that's going to change that. I think at the end of this month is when that rent and mortgage moratorium comes off. So people can get evicted and that type of stuff too. And the stimulus money runs out and the unemployment starts getting harder and harder to get. And all these people that, that can't find workers, all these businesses can't find workers. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it's eventually going to hit somebody's wallet and Socialists become capitalists pretty quick whenever they run out of money. Or dependence. Right. And if you ask Jen Psaki or you ask the Biden administration, why are there so many help wanted signs? You know what their response is? They say people are afraid of COVID. That's why they're not going back to work. They're afraid of COVID. I promise you that people are not sitting around in their house starving to death with all these help wanted signs and going, I know we're going to starve to death, but I'm afraid of for COVID. Yeah. No. They've got money artificially they're making more right sitting right. at home so absolutely my, my point is, is you don't have to worry about all this radicalism you don't have to worry about where the country's going or or anything like that as long as your needs are being met as long as you're comfortable the second people start getting really uncomfortable then the pitchforks and the torches come out and that just hadn't happened yet yeah it's a it's definitely an interesting time and we'll, we'll see where where things go because it's there's there's so much there's so many different directions it can go in the next three months. Mm -hmm. So many. For sure. When you talk about 
the the medical paths that you can go, the political paths you can go. I mean, when you talk about there's there's audits going out there, there's effects from the vaccine going on out there, there's the economy, there's war, there's uh, we're in lockdowns, a, we're in a dangerous there's a Delta right now. variant. There's so many different paths. Internationally, too, you're seeing that, I guarantee you, Putin and Xi over in China and any other world leader is looking at America as a much more weakened nation. You know they can smell blood. You know that they're not scared to do anything they want to do. If they want to take over something, if they want to invade something, what's America going to do? Nothing. Not Nothing. a darn thing. They're going to frolic and skip over there, wave the gay flag. Write a, write a strongly say, worded letter. Hate has no place here. Write a strongly worded letter in yeah. condemnation. Yeah, our military. Yeah. So, yeah. So my point mm. of the matter is, is that over the next few months, and the closer and closer we get to the 2022, is that right? 2022 midterms, you're going to see there's going to be some, there's going to be some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. So it is definitely going to be a target rich environment for news. Mm. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's interesting where we're at as far as the censorship, the social platforms. I saw this article I came across because uh, we had been posting some of our shows on YouTube. When I went to the school board and recorded Ted and Austin, it got removed in within 20 minutes. And again, their, I mean, the, the certifications that they have and the certifications they read was interesting. But this is, um, YouTube censored an a, a immunologist doctor here. Dr. Human, I can't even say his last name, appeared on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show where he said that vaccinating the youth was risky calling it a colossal error in public health judgment. Dr. Nor Chasm, I guess is his name, a retired cardiac surgeon and Harvard Medical School professor, also holds a PhD in immunology. According to this doctor, young people should not be vaccinated because of the fact that most of them have already been infected with the virus and recovered, meaning they already have antibodies. Additionally, young people are at a low risk of dying from the virus. If a person does not need or stand to benefit from a vaccine or any medical treatment, they should not be given it because it only opens the door to harm. He was censored. He was banned, and that video was taking, taken off. What's interesting is one of the, one of the things that when, when our video was banned, it said it goes against information from the WHO. But... Let me just read a couple headlines based on what that doctor said. Death rate from COVID var uh, variant COVID virus, six times higher for vaccinated than unvaccinated. Pfizer vaccine probably linked to heart inflammation, Israeli panel of experts conclude. So you've, I mean, you just have one after the other. CDC officials admit more hospitalizations of young people from vaccine than the actual virus, including huge number of heart problems reported. That's what this guy said. And he was banned fr from that because he was reporting the truth. Now, when, when we were banned, it said that if anything goes against the local, I think it was local advice or the World Health Organization. So um, in the 22nd of June, the World Health Organization had on their site, children should not be vaccinated for the moment. There is not yet enough evidence on the use of 
vaccines against COVID-19 in children and make recommendations for children to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The 23rd, they changed. Children and adolescents tend to have milder disease. So they took it off because I guarantee you the vaccine companies went, went crazy. Children and adolescents tend to have milder disease compared to adults unless they are part of a group at a higher risk or severe COVID-19, which doesn't exist in children. There's not a higher group. There's not any children that are at more risk than the others. It is less urgent to vaccinate them than older people, those with chronic health conditions and health workers. More evidence is needed on the use of the different COVID-19 vaccines. You think? in children to be able to make general recommendations on vaccinating children against COVID-19. So the World Health Organization agreed with that. So basically, if you quote... But he was still banned about... But but hold on. He was telling kids not to do that. Yet, YouTube has a policy, which I printed out. It says, don't post content on YouTube if it includes any of the following. Content that... They actually put this. Content that recommends use of ivermectin, which is shown to give populations in India and in Mexico to completely reduce hospitalizations, mortality, and long-term effects of, of COVID. Hydroxychloroquine or hydroxychloroquine for the treatment of, of, of COVID-19 or claims that ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine are effective treatments for COVID-19. Now, there was documented research that hydrochloroquine with zinc was six times as effective as anything else out there. Ivermectin was close to that. And the vaccine, people with the vaccine still get COVID. It's complete propaganda, complete propaganda that, that they're doing. They're bought and paid for. And it's this, this is the world we live in. So this you, is the world so we live in. if you quote the CDC or the World Health Organization, you could still be banned. Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. Because, I mean, they don't want the truth getting out there. And that's why you you still have people. I mean, you've got children that are dying, that are having long-term conditions. One testified before Congress yesterday, this little girl. And she's, I don't know, scarred for life. There's no long-term studies of this. You are the study for this. You are the study. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal. You know, if they could just say, if Dr. Fauci had just come out right off the bat saying what he just recently said about we don't know enough, science is an ever-changing thing, so we take the information we have at the moment and we do the best we can with that. If they had said that right from the start, okay, we could have possibly worked with, with something like that. But to come out and be so dogmatic and so factual and so hardcore, sticking those stakes in the ground like they did, and saying that this is settled science. And then any rational human being can see how many times it's changed. It just breaks down the trust. Well, that's what they're they're now talking about, the Delta variant. Which the Delta variant, in my opinion, is the effects of the vaccine. Could it's be. the shedding of the spike proteins. Mm-hmm. It's the effects within the body of the spike proteins. That is, it, It's a pathogen-producing center that you have. And you have a lot of people that are unvaccinated, that are 100% healthy, that go and hang around with people that are vaccinated. And now they're, they come down with, with, with sickness. I know a doctor in town here that w- says, if you're vaccinated, go somewhere else. Mm. We don't want you. Mm. Because there's women in his office that are pregnant, that work on his staff. He doesn't want them exposed to that. There's no long-term, there's, there's no long-term safety efficacy on this. It's an mRNA, which has never been done. 
in human trials. It's been done in anim animal trials, not the COVID mRNA, but mRNA before all the animals died. So now they're able to do this. Crazy, my friend. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I can promise you one thing. If it ever does come out that the Delta variant is actually the side effects of the vaccine, I can predict what the next news story is going to be. Aliens. We got to bring them back. Whatever happened to the alien story? <laughs> you know, they, they they had us all hyped up on aliens. Well, on no, no one cared about it because they were all the UFOs. What happened? That was a convenient time to release right. that story because no one paid attention to it. Well, you you said something about getting your hall pass for a hot dog on July 4th. So you remember when the uh, the former vice president had the goal of 70% by July 4th so we can all celebrate with a, a small group in our backyard? Mm. Only 47% of the population has uh, has taken this injection so far so he's he's a little low on his he's a little low on his goal and I, I i gotta say this too well that's actually encouraging in one sense it is it is but they they also had a map of states based on the percentage that that state was vaccinated and it was interesting because if you look at that map it looks like what the election map should have looked like Meaning, Florida, Georgia, I mean, the, what basically it looked like what the election map looked like before 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. on the, the, the 4th of November. The free states versus the. Yeah. I mean, the states. Northeast is dark blue. All those mm -hmm. jokers up there have, you know, just lined up for this. And whether it's because of compliance or, or what, it's. It's interesting, but I will have to say I'm, I, I, I still, I, Donald Trump's been in the news lately a lot. He went down to the border. Um, the flatbacker went down there earlier, like 800 miles away from where the, the problem was, but the, the, the news media just completely let that go. Well, before you got off Trump, we were just talking about, you know, pushing for the vaccine. Well, who, I, who who pushed it? I was. That's what I was leading mm -hmm. into. He's he's been in the news a lot. There's a lot of talk that he's going to run. He's going to have to earn my vote back mm -hmm. because I just can't vote for somebody that isn't is put is has is pushing that vaccine like like he still mm -hmm. is after the VAERS database shows. Huh, it's up to almost fifty thousand people have died now. Mm. Not in that database, but when you talk about what's in the database versus the 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 stats that you know, the percentage that are reported but don't make it into that database. So you're talking about almost almost 20 times as bad as one nine eleven that they're they're doing, and people are lining up for it. Well, and they used to do the body count, remember, on on the uh, Gulf War or, or yeah. you know over in Iraq yeah. and Afghanistan about how many soldiers were dying. They wanted to hype up how many people were dying. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't see that for the, you know, for the bears. No, 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 of course not. They're not mm -hmm. going to do that. When you look at it in other countries too, it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're releasing that data, mm -hmm. that information. And again, we're, 
I believe in a free society. I believe you have the choice to make that decision, whether you want to do that or not. A lot of people don't think we should have that choice that for a, something that has a 99.98% survivability rate, we have to go get an experimental injection that potentially is uh, deadly, most likely harmful. We don't know. We well, don't for, know. Well, for sure. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it very, very painful for those that don't get the injection. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to restrict what we can do, where we can go, that type thing. And and even I think Dr. Fauci even mentioned that the other day about he's thinks it's going to be like, a, you know, two tiered society, the unvaxed and the vaxed. And so yeah. uh, and that's kind of where we're heading. I mean, it's going to get to the point to where if you don't have that injection, you're not going to be able to do certain things or go certain places. And I've even heard um, uh, the guy from Timcast uh, saying the other day, he was like, okay, well, how does that work? Let's say that you're a truck driver and you're trying to haul to Oregon and Oregon has all these different, just say companies. It doesn't even have to be Oregon. The state itself could be wide open to where they say, okay, you don't have to be vaccinated in order to function here, operate here and go around and do whatever you want to do. But if the businesses that are in Oregon say, you know, like a service station or a rest area or well, the rest area is probably public, but just say a service station or restaurants and that type of stuff. And they go, well, you can't eat here. You can't use the restroom here. You can't stay here at the hotel unless you've been vaccinated. Well, why would a truck driver drive across country, try to deliver something in Oregon? If he can't go to the bathroom, he can't lay down. He can't eat. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, well, it's impossible for me to cross that line. So now you've already have trucking problems and now you're going to impose all these different restrictions and regulations and pain thresholds on people. It, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Well, they're already having concerts, baseball games. And one of the, one of the guys that I'm friends with, his friend was from New York, wanted to go to a hockey game up there. And they had, when you go to fill the the ticket order out, he was going to fly to New York and do that. And it's, it basically asked if you're vaccinated or not. How do they even have the, isn't that illegal? Shouldn't that be illegal? You would think. Like HIPAA laws and that type of stuff. But America is not a country of law. I mean, it's, it's about political persuasion and influence. But he basically, he was filling that out. And if you're vaccinated, you can get tickets for, you know, hundred, hundred bucks, whatever. If you're not, if you're unvaccinated, it was a thousand dollars. And if you're rich and unvaccinated, you don't care. You don't care. Right. So that's discrimination against. But I think, right. I think when, I think the free market in this instance will work itself out because you have the majority 53% are not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So you have, hopefully it stays that way, but. In, in any interest, you have employers forcing this, yeah. and it's still not approved. Now, not that I would change my opinion on approval because the FDA is, is a corrupt organization, and there's so many different drugs that they have approved that turned out to be deadly and carcinogenic and just but awful go, that they've had to re- repeal in the, in the process. But, but go back to what you were just saying. Let capitalism do its thing. Let the free market do its thing. Because going back to what I was just saying about the truck drivers trying to go to Oregon. Well, guess what? If you can't get supplies, if you can't get the stuff that you need and you live in Oregon because you've put so many other barriers into getting your truck drivers across the state line and allowing them to function inside the state, 
Well, guess what? You're going to do without. Yeah. After you get tired of doing without, what's going to happen next? You're going to be like, hey, this is affecting me. Until it affects you or it affects your wallet, you know, you're cool with it. You're comfortable. But as soon as it starts affecting you, then capitalism kicks in and like, okay, okay, back off of these rules. You know, we don't really care if you're vaccinated or not. I need my stuff. Well, the Make-A-Wish Foundation backed off of that. Yeah, they did. That's what I'm saying. Let the free market do its thing. Let's let's just let it play itself out. Let anybody that wants to be very super opinionated and radical or whatever it is in their beliefs, let them give them a megaphone, give them a mouth uh, mouthpiece, give them a let them hear the radio. What's Joe Biden? The, the record player. Make them <laughs> make them play the record player. Play the record player. I know. So uh, we want to know who they are. We want to see it. There's no sense in blending into society and hiding what your true agenda is. That's no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I just, I, I hope, I hope that it plays itself out. I, I really do because they're uh, this article here, they're, they're not meeting their goal. So it says the white house also announced Thursday that it was deploying response teams across the U S to areas with a high spread of the very contagious Delta variant, which is complete BS. Um, as concerns grow around the nation, the White House coronavirus team is spearheading the effort and officials expect the response teams will help with boosting testing, which I saw testing areas and there were videos in Washington state, which was, there wasn't even mosquitoes flying around there. I mean, zero people there. So this Delta thing is, is a joke providing supplies and potentially this is interesting, increasing paid media efforts, targeting regions where vaccinations are low. So what that, tells you is the white house is actively going on a propaganda campaign with our federal tax dollars with, with federal tax dollars. Right. So I've, I saw there, there's some celebrities. There was uh, Brad Paisley, which I was shocked was, was there with uh, the former vice president's wife and some push in Nashville. I mean, when you're having to, when supposedly this huge deadly thing that no one wants to take seriously because they shouldn't take it seriously because it's, it's not, it's not a, a threat. People don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to do anything, but you have to coerce them with a propaganda campaign to, to get an injection that has killed thousands of people, injured hundreds of thousands of people. That's, that tells you something about the direction and the intent and the heart and the funding of your federal government. Yeah, like I said, if, if you went to a car dealership and the guy just was selling you so crazy hard on buying this one particular car, you'd start wondering what's wrong with that car. You know, they're overselling this thing. It's it's There's something more behind it because you shouldn't have to sell something that hard. Well, I don't watch mainstream media, which we already discussed, but you mm -hmm. sent me a clip the other day of an MSNBC anchor um, with a smirk on her face doing this interview with the president of the Houston Methodist Hospital who is firing employees who don't get an experimental deadly injection. So let's take a look at this real quick. Mark, do you even want people to work for you? who are choosing not to get vaccinated, because I can tell you, I don't want to go to a hospital where healthcare workers don't think it's a good idea. 
You know, Stephanie, I've heard that from countless patients. In fact, there was a letter to the editor today in the Houston Chronicle about that, and I've received many other communications. Patients are uh, very commonly saying, I want to be in a healthcare situation where I know that I am safe because they recognize this is the right thing to do. You know, doctors, nurses, other healthcare professionals, we have a sacred obligation to keep our patients safe. And that's what vaccines do. We've done this for a dozen years with the flu shot. We see the coronavirus uh, vaccine is even more important. And so we're very proud of our 25,000 employees who did comply with this and who did get vaccinated and follow our policy. I, I, I should remind our audience of that. It is well, 178 healthcare workers weren't vaccinated and they're suspended, that is less than 1% of your total workforce. Can you help us That's understand right. what would the rationale be? Because when we talk about people not getting vaccinated, we say they don't have access, they don't have the education. Your employees have both. You know, I think it, it, it just goes to show the amount of uh, strong opinion and ultimately, uh, you know, sometimes not following the science and frankly, flat out misinformation that is out there uh, on the Internet. Not following the science. Misinformation out there. I just quoted article after article, study after study, myocarditis, pericarditis, death. I, I don't like the smirk on that interviewer's face and hold on. Let, let me just let preface this. It said potentially increasing paid media efforts targeting regions where vaccinations look. That seemed like a paid media effort to me. Yeah. Not potential. It's actual. They definitely paid. They're going to continue to do that, but how dare anyone think for themselves? She said, what's the rationale? Yeah. Right. She said, um, you know, these people have access and they have education, you know, or intelligence or whatever it was. So yeah. there's, there's smart people that have access to this and have made the conscious personal choice not to do it. And now they're being demonized. Now that this, that condescension and, and you see that, that condescending tone and then the mocking. And then, you know, you'll see it also too infused in, comedy routines like Saturday Night Live, these comedy shows, the mm -hmm. late night shows. It's just that systematic effort to try to paint nonconformists, you know, people that, that are the, I don't know, you know, you just want to put that label on, on people and they do it through comedy. They do it through these type of shows that, that seemingly are news. And then they bring out the stars and they, and the athletes, and they just try to paint that narrative on people that if you don't do this, then, you know, you're just like this ignorant outcast. But they cited a survey where people that want to access healthcare want to make sure they're around vaccinated people. They cite a survey. They don't show a survey, <laughs> but the, the chick in the MSNBC thing said that she would definitely want to go into a vaccinated or a place where a lot of people are vaccinated after seeing what I've seen. That's the last place I'd want to go. Yeah, but your opinion doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Right. Because I do follow the science. This guy talks about following the science. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you would follow the science, that's the last thing you'd want to do is have your employees injected with that. I mean, you look at the pilots. They're, they're advising people not to fly because of the, the dangers of blood clots and the potential for that. And when you talk about the viral shedding and you talk about the spike protein shedding and all that, 
but the question is whose science, you know, your science or their science, because they don't have science. That's the problem. They have opinion. They have a, they have a coalition of scientists that are paid and bought and paid for that are saying something, but there's no data. There's no research behind that. If those, if they could come out and cite a study, if they could cite anything that has to do with research, as far as trends of mortality of trends of death, trends of the Delta variant, trends of any of this stuff, they would show it. They don't have it. They have zero data. They have zero evidence. They have zero science. So all they're doing is going on consensus, consensus of paid political operatives that are in a white lab coat, which we talked about authority. And even if they did have science and data and they had that, Dr. Fauci says that that's subject to change so that the science that you have on Monday doesn't necessarily have to agree with the science that shows up on Friday, right? According to the World Health Organization, they've changed their website so many times. Right. They said that um, herd immunity was based on if enough people developed natural immunity or got the vaccine, and they changed it to, they completely took about took took away natural immunity and said is enough people had the vaccine. So this is all bought and paid for. Right. It's obviously very much propaganda because there isn't anything solid for them to stand on. None. Mm-hmm. None. So when, when you have the federal government that is pushing this rollout, not only to the United States, but to the world, when you have paid media propaganda, to me, I would, I would call that paid media propaganda for that. So let's see where the money comes from on this stuff. 70% of news advertising, her little channel there, revenue comes from Big Pharma. So Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr., who's a huge advocate against vaccines in general, as far as the, uh, a, a lot of the mRNA vaccines against the MMR vaccine, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, that's caused all kind of crazy problems and, and paralyzations in India. He said, I ate breakfast last week with the president of a network news division, and he told me that during non-election years, 70% of the advertising revenue for his news division co comes from pharmaceutical ads. And if you go on TV any night and watch the network news, you'll see that they just become a vehicle for selling pharmaceuticals. He also told me that he would fire a host who brought onto his station a guest who lost him a pharmaceutical account, which was interesting because I read another article. Have you ever seen watching back in the day when you'd watch it, what Boeing would have, Boeing and you have uh, McDonnell Douglas and you have a lot of these play, uh, these big, huge industrial contractors that no one that's watching in that audience would ever buy any of their products. You remember all those articles, those, those ads that are on there? Vaguely. They, yeah. they would have a lot of them. Yeah. And the reason they would have a lot of them is they were able with their, with their, the money that they bought those ads to control the narrative uh, when it's talk about war. Okay which is the same thing that pharma's doing. Even Sean Hannity, he'll never have it. He'll, he'll never question the narrative because his, his, his mansions and all his money comes from 70% of it comes from big pharma. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to act like he's noble, but he's, I mean, if he really cared about the people, he'd go for what's really killing the people on that. Well, you know, I don't watch regular TV. Haven't for many years. So I probably am not seeing all of the, traditional commercials like they used to have kind of what you're saying. But when I did used to see regular TV commercials and it was always the pharmaceutical ads, you know, for this drug, for this drug, for this drug, 
what always dominated about half of the commercial? How are you going to die? Yeah, all the disclaimers, yeah. you know. While they're showing happy families. Right. So it shows your your visual dominates mm. over your auditory. But what I haven't seen on this vaccine advertising, there's so much advertising for that. Why don't they run that same disclaimer? All the different things that could happen to you, all the potential. Because <laughs> they don't know yet. They're still, well, they're, they're, right. they're still right. in the testing right. process. Yeah, they haven't, they're still working on the list. <laughs> well, this, this is interesting here. In 1997, drug, drug companies spent roughly $17 billion on marketing for prescription drugs and any health conditions that may be associated with them. A relatively paltry $600 million was spent to market and condition awareness, health services, and lab testing. By 2016, that figure was $26.9 billion. Simultaneously, U.S. spending on prescription drugs skyrocketed from $116 billion to $329 billion. So... They invest $26 billion and get a return of $329 billion. Isn't that and called? that's including all the fines that they have oh, for yeah. lying. And They don't care about that. No. 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 This, this, is, this is what we call the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right there in a nutshell. Well, they had, they had another one that says, while much of the world slowed to a halt during 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, one thing remained steady, lobbying efforts. Spending on pharmaceutical industry lobbying also reached a record amount in 2020 at more than $306 million. There were 1,502 pharmaceutical lobbyists in 2020, 63.5% of whom were former government employees. Mm. A revolving door in which government employees and former members of Congress take jobs with lobbying firms is common among lobbyists and the reverse also occurs in which people from the private sector end up in government positions. So that's what you see. That's who controls this narrative. That's who sets mm -hmm. these interviews up. I guarantee you that hospital is getting kickbacks for standing up to this, to getting a certain amount of, of uh, their workers and their patients injected MSNBC. I guarantee you is getting funded probably by the federal government to encourage the propaganda. And it's, uh, and I'm, and I'm telling you, they're going after, and they went after, there was a, a, a Yahoo news article real quick. The last thing here, this was dated September 30th, 2020. And the headline was drug endorsed by Trump, no more effective than placebo at warding off coronavirus study suggests, mm. which was hydroxychloroquine. June 9th, 2021. Study shows hydroxychloroquine and, and zinc treatments increase corona survival rate by almost three times. Mm. Propaganda, lying. But what they did, mm -hmm. what they were able to do, because you're not allowed to have an emergency use authorization for a vaccine if there's a therapeutic available in the market, which was ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and a lot of other which is potential drugs that widely we Widely across the world. But they had to knock them out. Right. They used... Their consensus among scientists, with which Fauci was one, the, the lead propagandist, to, to go out there and say mm. and to lie to the public. And think how many people died of that. Because you can get ivermectin at you can get at the, at the cattle feed store. That's what they give to a lot. I mean, mm. ranchers. I talked to a rancher the other day and I asked him about ivermectin. He's like, yeah, we give it to cattle all the time. If they, if, you know, they come sick down with anything, we mm. give it to them. It's over in a day. He said, I've even taken it. When you're out there doing stuff on the ranch and you cut your hand on a barbed wire and just get, it looks infected. He goes, I get that. It's a preventative. 
hydroxychloroquine has been used for malaria and all this other stuff. I just think it's sick how these people are, are doing this shield game and it's, I mean, there's, there's well, it's just blood big, in their hands. It's just big money. I mean, you can't have that much money and that much power between big corporation, big pharma and the government, this combination of big money and big power. And you mm -hmm. think that that's going to, that that's going to be this wonderful, great, it's just ripe for corruption. Yeah. So we talked about something in a previous podcast, and I'm wondering if you still think that about Dr. Fauci. Do you think that he's ultimately going to be the fall guy? Do you think he's expendable? Because right now, with all of this talk about the emails between the uh, about the Wuhan lab and the gain of function processes that they were doing, all of a sudden he's nowhere to be found. Used to, the most dangerous place to be was between him and a camera. Mm -hmm. He was on every show. He was at every committee meeting and hearing, and he wanted to be on the camera all the time. And now you can't find him. Mm -mm. Because it's, I think they're starting to you know, hone in on, on, on his involvement with well, that Wuhan lab. There's several countries mm -hmm. that have filed lawsuits, and he's named. Yeah. As a defendant in, in those lawsuits, as far as for blocking ivermectin, I, I believe India filed a lawsuit and, and naming him as one of the the, the chief uh, defendants in in that case. So, what do you think? Do you think he's capable that he's going to be the fall guy? I think he's set up to be. I, I really do. But I think that think about this: where's Andrew Cuomo? Where's where's Hunter Biden? Where's all these people? Right, not held accountable. They can they can do this little shell yeah. game all the time and say, "Hey, look over here, you've got uh, the Trump CFO who was charged yesterday for a crime no one's been charged with in the last decade, no in in the in the country." Mm -hmm. So so they they were going 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 after Trump, and he's the cleanest guy around. But they come up with something on this because they someone gave him a car. I mean, they're 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 searching for anything. And they just did a perp walk with him yesterday to try to show and associate Trump with that. But again, I, I don't know. I, I, I always look at, at what all is going on with that. I mean, because now Trump's been more active than any. You get DeSantis that beat him in a poll out in the Western conservative. DeSantis clearly beat Trump in that. Trump said he on Hannity the other night, I saw a little clip and they, they, they ask, are you, have you made up your mind about 2024? And he said, yes, which I hope and pray to God he doesn't run. That's a disaster to do that. Mm. I, I, he's, he's making, he's making a horrible mistake. He will set the country back so far if he runs because this country is ripe for young, fresh and, and, and age I'm, I'm not taking anything about because trump is as He's sharp as energetic oh and invigorating as anybody yeah 20 years yeah. his junior you know how how sometimes the beginning of a presidency you, you see what the candidate looks like and then after they look like you know they look yep. like heck and all a lot stuff, of white hair well and also too probably all the stuff that they see that they can't behind the scenes that yeah. they can't even talk about yeah so i get it I mean, it ages people, but, but Trump, most of the, the people, most of the people that have assumed the role of presidency have never really had to right. multitask and multi-manage 
right. a lot of different moving parts. I think Trump's Trump was very, very yeah. used to doing that as far as with his organizations, with multiple golf courses, hotels, yeah, and you uh, beauty pageant, all this yeah. other stuff. He looks the same today that he did on day one. He does, and and he's just as sharp and and maybe even sharper. I don't know. And don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. I like Trump. I don't like what he did with the vaccine. I don't like what he did with the Second Amendment. I don't like how he listened to his son-in-law and put a lot of bad people in places that caused grief for him and the country. But at this point, you can't hold on for revenge. You got to do the right thing for the country. And I think the right thing for the country is to turn it over to a person that has proven that they'll stand for freedom, that they'll stand for liberty, that they're a fighter. And again, Trump was the lead, the lead dog in that. He's, he's the lead dog in that pack. And I think that I've always said this, as a kingmaker, he is more powerful than the person in the ring. Because as the person in the ring, he's getting hot dogs with mustard. Of course, Joe Biden approved hot dogs that they could have, throwing mustard and all that. I think DeSantis knows how to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it'd be a bad move for Trump to run again. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in a position right now, like you said, being a kingmaker. I think that, I think it was 120 candidates out of 120 candidates that he endorsed, all but about two got elected. Yeah. He's got the influence. He did his part. He stirred up the hornet's nest. He started draining the swamp. He exposed who the gators were in the swamp. And, you know... It took somebody with his personality and somebody like him, but, and I liked a lot of his policies, but man, that dude, he took the bait every single time from the news media, mm -hmm. anything that they threw at him and he would just take off and, and he would be on a good run doing some really good stuff. And then he'd get, he was so thin skinned that he would get all hyped up and jacked yep. up about some news story. And then he'd take the topic and the focus off of all the good stuff he was doing. I hated that. Somebody like Ron DeSantis knows better. They're just as much of a fighter, but they know how to not take the bait. Yeah. And they know how to be polished and professional and kind of no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Yeah, I agree. So I'm hoping that Trump remains the kingmaker and that somebody like DeSantis is the 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 sharpshooter that can come in there with fresh blood. Well, I'm really hoping the audits turn out and he gets reinstated. Oh, I mean, gosh. I, 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 I really do. I think there's uh, a good chance I've... that if, if the law was able to play itself out, that that's what would happen because even, even I think New York revealed its hand with 135 fake ballots that they counted. And now they're going to, they're rushing to do an election audit surprisingly there, but the total presidency was won over a multitude of States on 45,000 votes total. And you can't do an audit with that. When you have people under affidavit, you've got all these other people that are, that are crying foul. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work out in my mind, whether that would be a good thing or a bad thing for the country. If the audits it can't can, get worse well, than the former vice president, no, I get it doing and making the rules I get that it. he's making. So, but, is it possible that the better outcome, let's just say that, let's just say that uh, we can't even put this on YouTube. We're not on YouTube. Okay. Screw YouTube. Okay. All right. Then I'll say it. 
Um, let's just say that the election was rigged and Donald Trump actually was the winner. And then that gets found out. Now we've got a divided country for sure. Like there was divided on, uh, was that January 6th? Mm -hmm. But for real this time, for real, now you don't really know who the true president is, who the true leader is. If there was ever a time, this is, well, somebody told me this the other day, if there was ever a time when America was most vulnerable to an attack by a foreign power, a foreign entity, it would be like on the January 6th or in a situation where people really truly believe that say Donald Trump's the president. And then another big group of people believes that Joe Biden's the president. When you don't know who the leader is, who should have their finger on the nuclear button. That would be the time when a foreign power, a strong foreign power could attack us in some way because you know, who's the leader, the person in control of the military is a leader. Well, there you go. That really gets spooky and scary. What if the military, what if, what if, on paper, Joe Biden was still the president, but the military sort of backed Trump. How crazy would that be in America? It could get really, really bad. Sure can. Would the better outcome actually be that, okay, the election may have been stolen, but it, now that's going to have to be water under the bridge. We're going to have to get to the 2022, take back the power, take back the, the ability for them to do this all-encompassing power grab radical run their radical agenda through because now we have divided government let that kind of hold everything in place for two years then get back to a conservative type leadership I mean, would that not be better holistically so. holistically for i the don't country? think so because that 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 to me sounds like the typical Republican response of well, when something bad right. happens, we're going to write a letter or something bad happens. We're not going to have any gusto or cojones to, to, to be a man and stand up and say, guess what? Mm -hmm. You stole something. I want it back. This is mine. I legitimately won. Think of the effort. Think I'll of all it. the effort that no, everyone put in. Think of all the effort that the American populace, whether on both sides you know, with, with the former vice president and his eight cars at his rally. And then you have Trump with 80,000 people at rallies and all these other, think of the, think of the, just the harassment that the Trump people went through, the physical violence that they went through. You can't say just because another, the deep state and all this other stuff cheated and stole the election, they were going to let that stand. Screw them. Screw mm -hmm. that. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Take it, take it back. You know what? If, if it's proven that it was stolen, take it back. It's over. You can't. You can't do that. That's my opinion. And no, no. And, and then and, I'm. 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 This is the. This is the forum to to vet ideas and to say, okay, what would be the ultimate better outcome? And it may very well be a legitimately elected right, government. Right. It's it my may, thing because it may very well be if, that if you're gonna if you're gonna accept an illegitimate mm -hmm. leader and government, what else are you gonna accept? Well, the the premise of what I was saying earlier of, of would it be possibly better if you got through to 2022 and you put everything kind of on pause and then you get to the point where there's conservative leadership and now you could start going through and holding those people accountable for what happened in 2020 is, is a huge, huge assumption because have you accountability ever, on the left? No, but has never happened, but the, I know. And the Republicans have never actually 
been powerful enough or strong enough or had enough backbone to actually hold anybody accountable and whether they can or not, I don't know. And I'll also blame Donald Trump for some of that too, because his department of justice had no desire or willingness to prosecute anybody on the left. It was, it was filled with people that didn't like him. Well, the first, like even what Rush said, the first two years of his presidency, when he had the, the majority, they really thought he was going to be part of a Russia collusion conviction. So they were distancing himself themselves from, from Trump. The Republicans were. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all these people that are distancing themselves for political reasons, for political reasons, personal political reasons, instead of following an agenda that's America first, they, they literally thought that. And so the first two years by the left lying and say, see, they not only stole the election, they stole years of the presidency by, by lying, Mm -hmm. by fake dossier, by all this stuff that's proven that they did with the Steele dossier and Hillary Clinton's campaign paying for it. Who was, who, who, who was prosecuted for that at all? Nobody, but, and, but go back to what you were saying is that the Republicans were party to that as well, because you take people like Lindsey Graham and if he felt like Trump was possibly going to get caught up in all that and he was going to go down for it because of the, the narrative and the power to be the way it was, the way everything was kind of going. Yep. He, he was becoming potentially very unpopular in that area. Well, Lindsey Graham would run from him, distance himself from Trump, say all kind of terrible things about Trump. By year two, by year three, now all of a sudden he's this super Trump supporter. And no, uh-uh. I, I've got no respect for that. No, I don't either. And the thing about it too, what I can't stand is if you ever watch any of these news shows and they get a senator or a congressman or something on there that's a Republican and somebody tries to put hold their feet to the fire and they go, okay, look, they testified against on your committee and they lied. And they obviously told all kinds of lies to Congress, to the Senate, to everything like that, and all these committee meetings. What are you going to do about it? They're obviously guilty. Are you ever going to, are they ever going to be held accountable? I can predict every single time what that congressman or senator is going to say. They are professionals at dodging that question and never really having to answer it. They always go, well, they should. They should. Mm-hmm. No crap, Sherlock. Of course they should. That's what we were just saying. But that's not the question that was asked. The question was, will they, mm-hmm. how will they ever be held accountable for those things? That was the question that was asked, but they never answer it. No, they, they don't. And like I said, I, I was involved in the Republican party and the early two thousands and in 2016, there wasn't a Republican I was going to vote for and, or 2015. And then Trump jumped in the race and I take that back. Ran, ran Paul was one but I knew he didn't really have a shot because he was honest. And then when Trump jumped in the race, I thought, man, this, this is great. This guy's, you know, got hope. And so, like I said, I, I, I like Trump. There's a lot of questions I have, but all in all, I'm thankful for what he did in some aspects of his leadership. For sure. I think if you can say, would, are we better off having elected Trump than Hillary Clinton? No God. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. But I wish he would have enacted his agenda hardcore. I mean, hardcore and just not really cared. But again, I think that 
he was the lead dog willing to do that, you just have a lot of these Republicans that are well, he didn't have support. spineless. Yeah, he didn't have support, obviously, from the left. And he had only partial support from people on the right. So that's, I mean, and he was under attack 24-7, still is mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. under attack. So I cannot even imagine, you know, I don't get that level of criticism. I get maybe get a little bit, but I could not imagine no. getting that level. I don't level. think anyone, mm-hmm. anyone can, right. can really imagine that. Right. So when I do say he's thin-skinned, I mean, think about the amount, the volume of hate and victorial and attacks and legal attacks that, that was coming at him nonstop. Well, well Trump is, I've said it, he's a counterpuncher. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, he, he's, he never went on the attack, meaning like just randomly said, I'm going to wake up and pick on this person this day. It was always a response to something. But again, I think even as we, we've experienced on certain posts on Gab, there's only certain people you're going to respond to. There's other people on there that are. <laughs> we've, we've had a few wacky ones. Yeah. I mean, right. just, I'm not going to entertain that. Right. Like I'm just going to move on, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but yep, 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 whatever. Great. But it's free thinkers. Mm-hmm. You're free to have your opinion. I, exactly. I'll, I'll read it. I'll listen to it, and then move on. Yeah. No, I'm not. Whatever. Good. Have your opinion. Exactly. But I don't have to respond to everyone. Right. I like to respond to. Yeah. I love the engagement that we have on right. the show, and it's not that I only respond to po- positive comments. I've, I've There's tried some to respond cr- critical to, ones. I'm fine. To yeah, do I've that. tried to respond to a couple that were that were kind of got out there a little bit, and then when it just was, I was getting comments replies back they were like 25 pages long <laughs> of and, and trying to throw bible verses and everything else at it and i was like oh my gosh i'm not even going to have a theological argument with you here on this so i'm um, you know have a nice day mm-hmm. thanks for your opinion we're thankful for the platform we have though i mean think if gab didn't exist mm-hmm. yeah no it's, we it's, wouldn't have a voice it, no it's great and very thankful for that and um just thankful that you know hopefully we'll, we'll be having some more people come on the show we, we've met a few people as a result mm-hmm. of of the interaction with the podcast some people that we hopefully will get to know more locally here even yeah. close to us and very excited to share their podcast and promote that as well and have them on the show and uh, we're really looking forward to that because they've got some really cool opinions for sure good stuff yeah, and I, I mean, like I said, I think the, I think Gab TV is, is um, only going up. I think again, there's, there's some more improvements that probably need to be made, um, but man, where it's at, it's, it's awesome, and the, and the freedom we have to say yeah. that. Because like I said, I just, I was thinking today about like YouTube. I'm not even upload this show to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Screw YouTube. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. mean, I'm not filtering anything I say, and I'm not over here to 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 say anything bad about anybody or use you know foul language or anything i'm just trying to say people are dying of vaccines use ivermectin they said i can't even do that screw that we're done we're done i I think people are hungry for the truth i think people are hungry for the ability to speak freely and this platform and hopefully this show provides that yeah and i i think too where we're at and i'm i'm invigorated and excited about it i think the 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 engagement on a local level, everyone around the country, school board meetings yes. are going crazy. I love that. You've got, uh, hopefully there'll be a lot more in county commissions, city commission, your, your state legislature's involvement. You can, you can go and observe some of that. Everyone needs to, 
everyone that can needs to run for a local office and get to really know your local Congress, congressman and senator, write them, stay engaged with them because that's, because this is, it's not a democracy. We're a representative Republic Mm -hmm. and they are here to represent what we want. That's supposed, that's, that's how it's supposed to be reflected. And if they're not representing us, we change that out. Mm -hmm. And we need to be representative of the people, not just of the, the corporations or the establishment or anything like that. So I think, I think one of the good things that is coming out of an election that was fraudulent, in my opinion, it's fraudulent. I'm, I can't say it with hundred percent certainty. Hopefully these audits prove that out, but in my opinion, I feel they're fraudulent, but I think one of the great things about that is now the people aren't as docile and, and sitting back and they're like, okay, we're going to come out here. We're going to change that. And there's been a lot of election laws that have, that have, that have changed about it. So I think too, when you look at the, uh, you know, the, the silver lining of this, yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully the rightful winner is in office. If it's the former vice president and he, and he rightfully won. Okay. I'll respect that. But I have to see proof of that because the, the cycles and the information that the, the evidence that I've seen so far proves that wasn't even close to the case. But I think that's what we really need to do. We need to, we need to focus on doing what we can as individuals to take part in getting involved in the system instead of sitting back and letting the system take control of us. Because as far as our freedoms, we, we have, we've never had where we're at right now, the freedoms and liberties that we uh, have, they weren't taken from us. We gave them away mm-hmm. and we gave them away because of inactivity and we gave them away from lack of involvement. Those are the only two things that, that have happened and it's, it's time to get them back. It's time to get those and get those secured. The blessings of liberty, as the Declaration of Independence says, that's what we need. We need to secure the blessings of liberty. Yeah, I think that was the one thing that freaked me out just the most about the, all the COVID and the compliance that I saw so willingly giving up your freedoms and your rights and that type of stuff. Um, and, and it wasn't all just about, you know, the health and welfare of other people. I know there was a component of that, but it was a lot of about it was about the government said, do it. I got to do it. That freaked me out a little bit, because in like what you said, is it our freedoms weren't taken they, we, we just gave them up. Mm-hmm. We just instantly complied. And that is just the opposite of what I've always known as the American spirit, the American way, you know, rugged individualism. And of course I'm getting labeled right now constantly because you, you can't even say those type of terms. You get labeled for, for saying that this, you know, classic American patriotic type statements. And that's really viewed negatively these days, but, that's what I always thought of is Americans. Well, that's how we got, how we got, you know, formed, mm-hmm. you know, throwing tea in the, in the water. Well, we came here to, uh, I'm, I'm reading a book now that I, I think we're going to have to go through. It's called the story of the American story. And, uh, by David Barton. And I it was a page turner last night. I was reading it. And that's the one. Does that Chad Prather had that? Yeah. And yeah. I was telling you some of the, you know, different colonies and how they came about and how they were formed. And as far as how the two different ones worked based off a socialist mindset at the beginning, because the King owned everything. So there was no incentive to, to really work. And one had a biblical outlook as far as 
um, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat and, you know, trying to take care of other people from that perspective. And then, you know, some other colonies were lazy and had to be forced to work. And then that's when slavery came in. But because, well, slavery came in because. Because the, the social work had to get mindset. done. Right, right. They were, they were comfortable. They didn't want to work. Mm-hmm. But somebody had to get the job done. Yeah, they were. They wanted everybody to provide right. everything for them because that's what. So, so slavery came in as a way to provide them to for them to be able to maintain their comfort, maintain their lifestyle in one sense, without them mm-hmm. having to actually do the work. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I don't think they had a lifestyle. They just had a, a lazy. They had a, a lack of a work ethic. But we'll go through some of that mm-hmm. because I think I, I, you know, I think we're on a, a road that when you see where we came from mm-hmm. and you see the true history where we came from, meaning political persecution, religious persecution, meaning if you even said, Jesus is, is, is my Lord, not the queen. Mm-hmm. There were people that got mm-hmm. killed for that because the queen was the, the, the head of the state run church. And so you couldn't say mm-hmm. that. And so there was just, there was just this, this freedom to, to come here, to have life and, and, and liberty and be able to serve your God and to be able to help each other. And even there's just so, so much about that, that that's what we need to have. We need to have the freedom to do that. And, and again, with, with that freedom, you have the freedom to do good. You have the freedom to do bad. You have the freedom to uh, free or oppress. You have the free freedom to do a lot of different things with that, but your, your worldview and what your dominant, what guides your heart, is really going to be the guide of how your life goes. And I, I and, and again, I don't, I don't want to get wrapped up in that because we'll talk about that another time, but I just think that from where, from where we're at in the involvement, I think it's very, very important for people to get involved on the local level that have that heart of freedom, that have that heart of liberty, that a lot of them are, are Christ-centered, you know, just Christ-minded. And with that comes helping everyone, every, everyone else. I mean, it's, it's an out, it's an outlet, not just an inlet that stays in a, you know, right. But, sedimentary pool, but going back to individual freedoms and individual responsibilities. And when Jesus called people to love, you know, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor, he meant for you to go out individually and feel that sense of responsibility and that sense of duty to help your neighbor mm-hmm. and to love your neighbor and to do the right thing. What he didn't do is he didn't call on the government to go by, you know, force of a weapon, by threat of a weapon, by threat of death, that to compel you to go out and help your neighbor. And that's that's the difference, is that it should be in your heart, voluntarily going out and wanting to help people mm-hmm. and wanting to do good for people. But where we are in society and where we're trying to, this authoritarian, the socialist type situation, communism, is the government telling you, you know, you're going to help your neighbor because I'm going to take from you and give to the other. We're going to do it under compulsion. We're going to do it under threat. It's not even helping your neighbors accept things that you right. don't, that you don't feel comfortable accepting. I think that the government's going to force you to do that. Whatever they feel whether like it's they a, want to do, whether it violates your values or not. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. Right. So we got so many topics to talk about and, yeah. and I'm sure that book's going to open up a ton more things and some more data and some more information. I know you had shared some of that with me and I'd heard Chad Prather talking about it as well. Just some of the stories and some of the stuff that came out of that. I was like, wow, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to some of that too. And we're, um, 
we're getting ready to celebrate Independence Day, which is a a huge, huge thing for this country because so many countries and, and people don't have the ability to have that freedom. So I hope lights, fireworks, and just be thankful for what we have. Be thankful for our freedom and be thankful for the people that died to give us our freedom. Absolutely. There's a lot of people served, a lot of people died, and they did it even knowing that the people that they were dying for and fighting for, you know, didn't even support the values that they had, Mm -hmm. but that's what makes America so great. Yep. So, uh, happy fourth, happy independence day to everyone. That's true. That's true. uh, We'll we'll wrap it up now. We'll, um, said it's been too long. So mm -hmm. hopefully this was, wasn't a too, too long of a podcast, but anyway, we'll, it's, we'll, we'll get these a little bit more consistent now that I think a lot of our long-term travel is over. So anyway, thank you for joining us on this, another episode of the free thinkers podcast. We are uh, very thankful that you're part of this. And again, we encourage you to get involved in your local level, get involved and help other people get involved because like I said, we did not get our freedoms and liberties taken away. We voluntarily gave them away and we need to get them back. It's that time. So we encourage you to follow us on Gab. I am uh, at Puttfark, P-U-T-T-F-A-R-K. That is our home. And um, at Meme Joe Green, M-E-M-E Joe Green. So we invite you to follow us there. Leave us some uh, comments. We love the engagement. We always try to to respond to those. And so it's it's, it's always good to hear feedback and and the engagement for a lot of people that, that follow this podcast. So... Again, we're thankful for Gab, thankful Gab TV, all the people there that make this happen. And so until next time, have a wonderful Independence Day. For those following us on YouTube, we're not posting any shows here anymore. (laughs) I can't say that because we may. Just not that one. Never mind.